The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday the 21st of April. In your Squiz today, Virgin Australia is close to collapse, a mass shooting in Canada, Israel will form a unity government, and Vale Peter Beard, one of the last adventurers. This is your Squiz today. The airline Virgin Australia is looking set to go into voluntary administration, struggling with about $5 billion worth of debt, along with the closure of all international and most domestic routes because of COVID-19. If it does collapse, Claire, it would mean the loss of around 10,000 jobs. How did it get here? That debt, it had been struggling with for quite some time. So what analysts say is even heading into the coronavirus crisis, it wasn't in a particularly good situation situation at the start of this year. Alan Joyce, the CEO of Qantas, has said that he believes that Virgin has been a badly managed company for the last 10 years. And that was his main reason uh, for saying why government shouldn't put money into it to prop it up. But having that coronavirus crisis, which means that Virgin, uh, Qantas and airlines around the world are really struggling with what's going on. What's likely to happen now? So there's a whole process that happens around this and really we need to hear from the board of Virgin Australia to hear what approach that they're going to take. But the first step seems to be heading into that voluntary administration process. What that means is that an independent administrator is appointed to try and save the business. And then we'll find out whether they can either refinance it, uh, whether they can sell it, or whether it's a lost cause and it needs to be shut down. Virgin Australia has been operating for around 20 years here. We spoke yesterday about Australia's Foreign Minister Maurice Payne calling for an independent international inquiry into the origins and handling of the coronavirus pandemic. China hasn't reacted so well to doubts about its transparency, Claire. Yes, a Chinese foreign ministry spokesman has rejected Payne's call for that inquiry and also says that we shouldn't be dancing to the tune of a certain country, uh, which of course is code for the US, uh, when it comes to doubting their transparency transparency on how they've dealt with the coronavirus crisis. China's reported death toll sits at 4,632, with 82,000 cases overall. To other numbers now, Australia recorded eight new cases yesterday. That's the lowest increase in six weeks. Overall, we have 6,618 confirmed cases and 71 deaths. New Zealand has said, Claire, that they'll start to ease back slightly on their restrictions. They've been in total lockdown. Yes, they've had a more strict regime than what we've seen. And on Monday next week, they're going to move to measures that are quite similar to what Australia is living under at the moment. In the US, more than 40,000 people have now died. Globally, there are more than 2.4 million cases and 168,000 deaths. In tragic news out of Canada, at least 19 people are dead in a mass shooting after a gunman who posed as a police officer went on a 12-hour rampage, Claire. It seems that 51-year-old dental prosthetist Gabrielle Wartman disguised his car to look like a police vehicle uh, and at one stage uh, appeared to wear a police uniform as he shot people in their homes, uh, also set fire to multiple locations. Uh, the authorities there say that they're not aware of any motive at this point, but they haven't ruled out terrorism as a factor. Over in Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu and Benny Gantz have agreed to form a unity government, 
putting an end to the prospect of a fourth election in just over a year, something that must be a massive relief to the country. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. It's been what pundits say has been a very turbulent period in Israel's political history uh, and a good chapter to get behind them, although they still need to get through the corruption trial uh, that Benjamin Netanyahu, who will remain as Prime Minister for the next 18 months, uh, will face next month. Benny Gantz will serve as the Defence Minister in the government before taking the reins in 18 months' time. It means the government can get on with things like passing a budget and dealing with the coronavirus crisis. Back home now and 16 people have been charged over an alleged child abuse ring that spanned five states, Claire. Four Australian children, one as young as two months old, were rescued after a two-year investigation that involved multiple international agencies. It's understood that ring was in operation uh, in New South Wales and Victoria. The investigation was named Operation Walwa, which if you come from around that way, you'll know is a small town on the Murray River. So looking across that border... uh, 738 child abuse charges have been brought against those people and it was a really big probe that took a lot of uh, crime agencies' involvement both here in Australia and overseas to come to that conclusion. Over to sport now, and like many sporting codes, the NRL has been under immense pressure with the impact of COVID-19. Yesterday, Todd Greenberg stepped down as CEO of the NRL and that's before the end of his four-year contract. He was due to have that contract expire at the end of this year, Uh, but Chairman Peter Volandes has really stepped up and seems to be taking the reins at the moment. Uh, There was a particular negotiation with Channel 9, which broadcasts Rugby League, that Greenberg was excluded from yesterday. So the writing seemed to be on the wall. Lots of commentary as well, uh, which you would have seen if you live in one of those NRL states around Greenberg's financial management of the league. The CEO of Channel 9 says they're committed to broadcasting the NRL. Discussions about that are ongoing. And renowned wildlife photographer Peter Beard has died Claire. He was once described as a gentleman, socialite, artist, photographer, Lothario, prophet, playboy and fan of recreational drugs, the last of the adventurers. Which means his obituary is a cracking read. Absolutely. (laughs) We have um, a link to that in the email today, which is really worthwhile getting into. Yes, he took some very beautiful photos and there's some incredible stories about his time in Africa uh, as there are about his time in the nightclubs of New York. Yeah, Studio 54. Some people have very interesting lives. (laughs) They sure do. What's the subject line today? Well, Larissa, you'll be happy to know that I have not missed the opportunity to mark the anniversary of Prince's death. I would uh, never have expected you to. <laughs> in 2016, so definitely can't get away without a lyric in the subject line of his. Uh, I've gone for a lyric from 1999, which is that uh, life is just a party and parties weren't meant to last, which made me think of Virgin, made me think of Peter, Peter Beard. Beard. Todd Greenberg's come to an end in his job. So, yep, get on with it. Anytime we can have a Prince subject line is a good day for you, I think, Claire. (laughs) It really is. I'm set for Tuesday. (laughs) That's all from us. Thanks for listening. More details on all these stories, of course, in the Squiz Today email. If you know anyone who you think would enjoy the Squiz Today email and podcast as a way of staying up to date with the news, please do spread the word. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 
The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.